He says, if you wish to know your value with Allah, do see where He, Jalla Jalaluhu, has stationed you, where He has put you. If He made you busy with His remembrance, with His dhikr, then know that He wants to remember you. If He made you busy with the Quran, then know that He wishes to talk to you. If He made you busy with obedience, know that he wishes you to draw nearer to him. If he made you busy with this world, the dunya, know that he wishes to distance you. If he made you busy with dua, know that he wishes to give you. Therefore, look at your state and see what you are busy with. Your station is exactly where he Subhanahu wa ta'ala has positioned you. I think this is very beautiful advice. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to help us to look at ourselves and assess ourselves. There are four or five things that he says. One, he says that the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in Surah Al-Baqarah, Fatkuruni Askurukum. You remember me, I will remember you. So he says, if you are, if you find yourself, now, one thing before this is to understand when he is saying, when if Allah does this, Allah does, it's not that Allah is compelling you to do this or that. You might say, well, I am busy in dunya because Allah made me busy in dunya. No. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala opens the door on which we go and knock. So if I'm knocking on the door of the dunya, then the dunya door will open. If I'm knocking on the door of the zikr of Allah, then the door for that will open. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes it easy for us to do what we want to do. So it depends on our own internal ikhlas and what we would like to do. So it's not that Allah is compelling us to do this or that. So alhamdulillah, if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala enables us, and this is where we should show our own desire to constantly remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, dhikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, whether it is in terms of salah or dhikr as in saying something or just thinking about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, consciousness. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, I will remember you. Fadkuruni askurkum. Bashkuruni wala takfurun. So therefore, this is uh, a great sign, inshallah, of the rida of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then the second one he said is, is if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala keeps you busy with the Quran, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is, wants to talk to you. If you look at the Quran al-Kareem, you know, we say very easily, it's Kalamullah. What is the meaning of Kalamullah? Kalamullah means the speech of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The Kalam of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala came as the spoken word. Right? It did not come as a written word. Writing is to, to, to preserve it, but it was done later. The Quran came as the spoken word. Three, four stages. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala spoke what he had to say to Jibreel salam in a way that suits his majesty and grace. And then Jibreel salam came and spoke that to Nabi sallam. And then Rasulullah sallam spoke that to the Sahaba. So three stages. Only after that, the fourth stage is where it was actually recorded. So the kalam of Allah enters the heart. We listen to it and it enters the heart. Right? 
And that is where we see, this is the kalam of Allah, Allah is speaking to me. Now in the Quran, of course, there are, uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions the effects of the Quran on the people. Uh, in Surah Zumar, the famous ayat, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, the skins of those who, when they recite the Quran, they, sh- they shiver from that, what we call goosebumps. And then the skins and the hearts soften to the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah then said, ذَلِكَ هُدَ اللَّهِ يَهْدِي بِهِ مَنْ And this is the sign of the hidayat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala which Allah gives to whoever He likes. The Quran is a dialogue. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the Quran many times Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has asked questions. Allah said, فَإِنَّ تَذَبُونَ Where are you going? Right? So what is the answer? We, should have, we, have, we must have an answer. Where am I going? I must think for myself. Where am I going? In my, my pathway, my life is taking me to the good place or a bad place. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, which of the ni'mat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will you deny? So similarly, several other places, Allah, there are specific questions Allah has asked. So this is the speaking or, or the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as in the kalam of Allah. Third thing is obedience, of course, the ayat of, the, of Surah Al-Hazab, which we hear in every Jumu'ah khutbah, where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, only the ones who obey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and His Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, these are the people who have achieved the greatest success, which is Jannah. So obedience to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is a means of getting the qurb of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then of course we have also the hadith qudsi I mean all these are detailed things, so I'm not going into the whole detail. But we know the hadith qudsi where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that my slave comes close to me with his faraid and then he continues to come close to me with the nawafil. As a result of which I become the eye with which he sees, the hearing with which he hears, and the hand with which he holds and strikes, and the, and the foot with which he walks. And they, my slave, this, this particular person, this slave, if he asks me something, I will give him. If he seeks my protection, I will protect him. And I do not hesitate for anything as much as I hesitate to take his life because he does not want to die and I don't want to, him to feel the pain. Right? So this shows a, such a beautiful level of the hub of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for his slave and the hub of the slave for his Rabb Jalla Jalalu. And this comes from obedience to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The fourth one is dunya and this is the contrary of that which is the more we are engaged in the dunya. Now obviously as we know dunya is not, uh, dunya means really the ghaflat from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Dunya is not any material thing in that sense. Dunya is a sense of ghaflat. So if we are doing, alhamdulillah, if we are engaged in business and if we are engaged in employment, if we are engaged in science, technology, teaching, whatever, but with the consciousness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and it is taking me close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, I am earning halal, then this is not dunya in the negative sense. Right, this is positive, alhamdulillah, inshallah, this is a means of barakah for me. But in, instead of that, if I am in the name of dunya, my, 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 my maash, uh, you know, talash maash, to, to seek for my sustenance and so on, I am engaging in things which are haram or I am leaving, for example, salah, why don't you pray? I am busy. Hey, what is that busy? I remember, I did, I, who was with me, I can't remember, we were in Bridgeport Mosque. Uh, many years ago, Bridgeport uh, Masjid, which is a, which, which I don't know, many of you must have been there. It's a, used to be a bank. So right next to the Imam is the door of the vault, the big steel door. So we were in the in the Masjid after Salah. There was a gas station across the, across the street, small street. So I w- went across to buy something, and there was a 
gentleman there i won't tell you what nationality because that is not important but anyway he was there so we got chatting so i told him so so uh, fortunate for you you are right across the street from the masjid i am sure you are getting all the five salah he said no no i have no time i said lahawla ko to you do you don't go to the masjid he said no i have no time i said what about juma he said no 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 time so i asked him i said what do you do if, if you have to go to the toilet so spontaneously he did, he was not thinking so i said what do you do to go to the he said no, i put a sign saying uh, closed and i go to the toilet and come back so i said that means you are telling me that going to the toilet has more precedence is more important for you than going for salah so salah is less than toilet for you eh? what what does it mean he can't go for salah for 5 minutes and put the sign but he can go to the toilet now if this is what dunya is then we got a big problem then we got a big problem and this guy was an employee in somebody's shop so he wasn't even it's not even as if he was making millions he's probably working at under, at below uh, minimum wage right you know exactly i mean those uh, convenience so who who pays minimum wage so below minimum wage is working yet that small amount is enough to take him away from allah subhanahu wa taala even though the masjid is right across the door from him final thing which he says is dua if allah subhanahu wa taala gives you the tawfiq to make dua then allah wants to give you Yeah, this is also some. I think Ibn Al Qayyim Al Jazeera, Rasulullah, somebody said this. He said, if Allah makes you, if Allah allows you to make a dua, it means Allah wants to give you that thing. Now our problem, of course, is we are in a hurry, right? So I make a dua now. I want it tomorrow morning. If I don't get it, I leave it. Now that is something which we should not do. The dua itself is ibadah, so we are getting sabab for the ibadah. And Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah, Allah Jalla Jalalhu knows what is good for us. He knows what is best for us. and he will give it to us at the time when it is the best time to give us and if allah does not give yeah, i always I, i i laugh at myself when i when i say this because i remember i mean at my age and so for many of you you will have to grow much older than <laughs> to understand this but at my age i can remember some duas that i made and wallahi believe me there is not one place one holy place on this earth where i did not make this dua I made those duas in Arafat. I made those duas looking at the Kaaba in the Mataf. I made those duas in in uh, in, in uh, Masjid Al Nabawi Sharif. Eh, you name it. Allah did not give me. Allah did not give me. But today, I think when I think about those things, I fall in sujood. I say, Alhamdulillah, Ya Rabb, you did not give me. I am so thankful to you. because i know what would have happened to me if that dua which i made if that dua if allah had given me today i would be making dua to say please take it away huh? so alhamdulillah what allah gives alhamdulillah what allah does not give alhamdulillah because allah jalla jalaluhu allah ya'lamu wa antum la ta'lamun allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said you i allah knows and you don't know and that is very very true so we we must make dua we continue to make dua with with complete ikhlas alhamdulillah and of course allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give the sawab for the ibadah for that and those duas which are not accepted as we know from the hadith of sallallahu alaihi wasallam they are with allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and on the day of judgment allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will then give the opportunity to make a dua and then he will inshallah we ask allah to accept that we ask allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to enable us to live lives which take us close and close to him and to enable us to do those actions which he loves and to save us from ourselves and from shaitan from our own nufus and from shaitan and save us from all those actions which take us away from allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wa sallallahu ala nabiyil karim wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in bi rahmatika ya rahman rahim assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullah